Chapter 1. Angry Atheists with Lawyers In the old days, it was not called the holiday season. The Christians called it Christmas and went to church. The Jews called it Hanukkah and went to synagogue. The atheists went to parties and drank. People passing each other on the street would say, Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or, to the atheists, Look out for the wall! Dave Barry it was a perfectly crisp December 25th, 1978, and we'd already opened our presents, devoured an early turkey dinner, and gulped our hot chocolate. Dad and Mom were cleaning up the wonderful Christmas clutter off our living room's green shag carpet. Go enjoy the sun, Mom said, in the way only an Alaska mother would. It was probably in the low teens, temperature-wise. The sun had come out of its hiding but was already aiming to dip below the horizon. During those long, dark winters, the days are so brief, they're too easy to miss entirely, because the sun rises and sets within about five hours. We didn't want Christmas Day, of all days, to slip by. Grab the wrench, I yelled to my brother as I ran out the door. We hopped on our old snow machine, which only responded to wax of a wrench that would wiggle spark plugs magically enough to restart the cold engine. We wound through our town on that ancient Polaris we shared, and the frigid air bit my nose. Suddenly, my brother pulled the machine to a complete stop. What are you doing? I asked him impatiently. But just then, I turned around and saw a tall, glaring state trooper. He had a badge and a gun, and a chill, unrelated to the temperature, went straight through me. What are you kids up to? he growled. There couldn't have been more than a couple of troopers in our sparsely populated area, which is physically huge. Our borough is about the size of the state of West Virginia. But just our luck, we found one on Christmas morning. Rather, he found us. After a discussion wherein we convinced the officer we were really not up to no good, he let us go. When we drove off, I was stewing. That officer didn't have one ounce of Christmas cheer. We've all run into those who don't quite seem to have the joy of the season in their hearts and minds at the mall when there are too few parking spaces for last-minute shoppers, at the office party when someone has too much eggnog, at home when the kids eat all the decorated chocolate peanut butter balls you wrap for neighbors, or at the in-laws when the toddler finally smashes the shiny glass tree ornaments. We've all, at times lost sight of the true meaning of the season. But there are many people who haven't merely lost, misplaced, or forgotten the true meaning of Christmas. They're trying to actively target it to destroy it. And these true Scrooges have a frightening amount of power. This modern-day Scrooge, let's call him Joe McScrooge for short, threatens to destroy every last bit of Christmas cheer we have left. Let me set the scene. It was too cold, the wind was too strong, and his rental car smelled vaguely of cigarette smoke. His plane had been 30 minutes late, and Joe McScrooge was angry. While he waited for his car to heat up, he turned on the satellite radio, which was thankfully already turned to NPR. The host was interviewing a man who was helping underprivileged children overcome their religious superstition, intolerance, and bullying tendencies. He glanced at the clock, 6.35. The airport was at least 20 minutes from Benjamin Franklin Elementary School, according to his GPS, 
so he had no time to waste to get to his son's winter program. It was his first visit to this small Pennsylvania town since his ex-wife gained custody and moved almost 2,000 miles away from the warm sands of New Mexico. He turned up the radio and listened to the host's calming voice. He needed to hear some reasonable conversation before the forced sentimentality of the school program. It was dusk, but he could still check out the town through the glass of his windshield. Shabby, low class, a strip mall here, a strip mall there, no apparent zoning rules or urban planning, and, of course, there it was, the inevitable Walmart Supercenter. He snorted to himself as he passed a fast food restaurant with a sign that read, Jesus is the reason for the season. What the heck does religion have to do with french fries? At a stop sign, a man walked his huge, unpedigreed dog in front of Joe's car into a small park that had a sign, Private Ryan Reynolds City Park.